You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1207. We can make the earnest money non-refundable in a shorter amount of time, right? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, listen, I'm willing to give you more earnest money, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 of earnest money, and I'll make it non-refundable after five days. All I need is five days to make sure that I can do my inspections, get the people in that I need to, to make sure that we can move forward with this deal. Does that work for you? And you've got a 10-day inspection with $10 earnest money. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. As a real estate entrepreneur, we know that it comes down to two things, conversations and making offers. Conversations. Let's just stay on that for just a second, right? What we're doing there is we qualify our prospect, right? And we extract what their pain is. And then from there, we make sure that they're the decision maker. And then we match up our offers to their pain. That is the process. That's the four-step process that we go through when we're having a quality conversation with a property owner, all right? This is how we understand how to match up and how to make sure that the offers that we present to them get accepted. That's all wonderful in a vacuum, right? That's all wonderful if it's just you and the property owner. But what happens if I go in there and offer 200000 and you go in there and offer 200000 to this property owner? How do you make your offers more juicy, more seductive, more of what the seller is looking for, right? It's really a combination and a mixture of these five uh, little knobs, little terms that you can negotiate in your offer when you're actually putting an offer to paper right? Or maybe you're doing this virtually and you're doing it over the phone, but these are going to help you to get more of your offers accepted. All right. Number one is to close faster. All right. Now, if you have the ability to go in there and get them their money and get them out of a situation faster than somebody else's, than a competing offer, because the competing offer, maybe they're newer. Maybe they've been taught that they only can close in 30 days. They don't know that you can close in three days or in seven days, or maybe they don't have the funds. They don't have the backing to be able to go there and actually close on the deal and be done with it and and take ownership of the property. Maybe they're only wholesaling. Maybe they're only have the ability to get the property under contract and sell that deal. Well, we've talked timeless times on this show about making sure that you have the financial backing to be able to close every single offer. You simply go out and find somebody that's already doing this and, and partner up with them if you need to, to be able to close faster, if that's important to them. Again, you don't know that until you extract their pain, until you understand what is really important to this property owner, okay? But being able to close faster is powerful, Because it one, it shows that you know what you're doing, and two, they can get their money faster. Easy. You get it. All right. I'm not going to beat that up too much. That one's easy. Earnest money. All right. If you go in 
and you offer $10 earnest money, and I go in and offer $10,000 earnest money, I have a distinct advantage, okay? But there's a lot of different ways that we can play around with earnest money, right? We can make the earnest money non-refundable in a shorter amount of time, right? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, listen, I'm willing to give you more earnest money, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 of earnest money, and I'll make it non-refundable after five days. All I need is five days to make sure that I can do my inspections, get the people in that I need to, to make sure that we can move forward with this deal. Does that work for you? And you've got a 10-day inspection with $10 earnest money. You see how you're starting to tweak some different terms in the purchase agreement to make it uh, stronger for them to do business with you? What if you did 10,000 non-refundable earnest, no inspection, because you know it's a smoking hot deal? What if you did $10,000 non-refundable released to you immediately, seller, as soon as we have this agreement signed? Ooh, I am telling you, when you know your market so well and you understand when you've got a smoking hot deal, there should be nothing stopping you from going out there and getting that property locked up. This is what Ryan Thornton and Chad Coulter on my team, my acquisition managers do all day long. They use these five little little tools in the toolbox to be able to get our offers accepted more than other people. We're in Phoenix. Right, Most of our business is Phoenix, Tucson, and some of the northern Arizona markets. There are other offers. We have competing offers on every single property that we go after. But guess what? We get a majority of them because of these right here. We know when it's a real deal, and we sink our teeth into those deals, and we do not let go. It doesn't matter. We'll close it faster. We'll give you earnest money. We'll release it to you. And then credibility. Right, We get into the credibility part. Well, Brent, I just started in this business. I don't have a lot of credibility. I don't have a lot of backing. Find somebody in your market that does. Find somebody. Consider it almost like an apprenticeship as you're getting started when you find somebody that you vibe with, that you that has really good energy, that is really that communicates really effectively with you. That's the number one thing you're looking for with somebody in your market that you can like JV with, a joint venture on your first few deals or partner on your first few deals. Leverage their credibility if you have to. Get the credibility. If you need to leverage credibility, go out there and find somebody that's going to do that. And they want to do that because they're going to get paid. It's going to be a free deal for them. But you need to make sure that it's a real deal. But credibility goes a long way, especially here's the interesting thing. Credibility might not be the first thing that the property owner is thinking about, but you could plant the seed in their brain. Let me explain to you what's happening right now in the marketplace, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. We're having this conversation every single day. What people are doing is they're going to give you whatever you want for the property. They're going to put it under contract at a price that they know that they cannot close with. But then they're going to start beating you up every single day and week to get the price down to where we're at right now. Maybe even lower. Or worst case scenario, what they're going to do is they're going to put this property under contract and then they're going to file something called a memorandum of contract. They're going to literally put a cloud on your title and they know that they can't close here, but they know that somebody's going to have to pay them to remove that cloud or you can't sell your property. 
This is happening every single day. I want to make sure that this doesn't happen to you. We've got the toppest grade with the Better Business Bureau. By the way, the Better Business Bureau is a company. If you guys didn't realize that, it's not a government agency. You literally just give them money to get a good rating, right? And then you could you could actually market with them. We marketed with them for a while to their audience of people that go to Better Business Bureau. I mean, it's it's really interesting. You should definitely make sure that you've got a really high Better Business Bureau rating. It's really easy to do as a side note. But we've got the toppest grade Better Business Bureau. Here's all the deals that we've closed. Here's all the happy testimonials that we have. Here's some videos that you can watch. We're the real deal, and we want to make sure that this is as smooth as possible. Does the other offer have this? I got a quick question. So what's a cloud on title, and how would you describe that to a seller? Yeah, so a cloud on title means the title company will not issue title insurance, which every lender requires, before all the clouds are removed from the title. That means that nobody has any rights to that property or rights to purchase that property or is owed money from that property. So would an example be, let's say that you're behind on taxes and the IRS puts a lien on your home. Yes. That's considered a cloud. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a lien. Lien. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Clouds on title is just like who actually has the right to sell the property, right? So there's there's different clouds. Some clouds would be some ownership issues, that type of thing. Anyway, credibility matters, right? Okay. Number four, remove the obstacles. Let me give you a beautiful example. We worked with this seller, John, and he had a hoarder house. It was right over here in Glendale, and it was like packed. I'm telling you guys, there was like a goat path through the property. And he did not, he knew he needed to sell. He was behind Mike on his mortgage. Okay. He was going to lose the property, but he just, he could not bear the fact that he had to part with all of this stuff. I mean, it was like phone books. It was like every piece of mail he's ever gotten. It was like bags of like, like Chick-fil-A, like uh, delicious dips. It was like, you know, things that he's owned forever and ever and ever and ever. So we said, listen, what if we did this? What if we had somebody come in, bag and box everything that you have in this house? This is a true, this is 1500 square feet, Mike. Floor to ceiling of stuff. We had a crew off Craigslist go in, box it up, bag it up, paid for a year of it to be in a storage facility, right? And then he could go through and pick out what he wanted to do and make sure that he got all settled up. But because we were able to offer that and to and to like work with him, if we were able to do this, then would you do this, right? The if-then questions are really important on these appointments. If we're able to keep all your stuff, get it organized, put it somewhere in storage so that you can take your time over the next year to figure out what you wanted to keep, Now, I don't know if he kept any of it. I don't know if it's one of those things where like, you know, he decided to pay for the storage or not or whatever else, but we boxed it up, put it out, put it out there. He signed the contract. We got it done, made like $63,000. Awesome deal. Awesome deal. But he wouldn't do it unless we removed the obstacles. There's a lot of obstacles. A lot of times we run into, oh, well, I have a family member living in there and I don't want to be the one that breaks the news to him, right? They don't want to leave. Or there's the obstacles of, I need to go and fix it up before I sell it, right? Do you have the budget to do that? No, but I'm waiting on a check that I'm going to get from this or that, or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saving up to be able to do it. It'll never happen. So remove those obstacles. If you could sell it for, and not have to do, put another cent into the property and you're still going to net the same amount, would you move forward? 
If then, boom, remove the obstacles and then post possession. This just helped. So we had another guy that is moving, moving to Texas. He's got a property here in Arizona and he wanted to wait 60 days to be able to sell his property because he was going to buy something in Texas. So what I, I talked to Ryan, this is a couple of weeks ago, uh, but the post position, I said, listen, tell him that we'll close on it. He can stay there 60 days. He'll have his cash in his account so he doesn't have to make an offer on the property he wants to buy contingent on him selling this property. This happens all the time. People make offers contingent on their property selling. So he didn't have to do that. So he was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And because of that, we got the property at a unbelievable profit. But when you do a post-possession, you want to do what's called an escrow holdback, where you're keeping some of the funds from the property owner's proceeds with the title company until they leave. So they know, listen, you can get this extra, the, the $10,000 that's sitting with the escrow company as soon as you are out of the property. And so you, it gives a little bit of friction, a little bit of pressure on them to make sure that they're going to actually move out of there. And there's a penalty every day that they don't. Here's the addendum for post-possession after closing that we use. Uh, this was drawn up by our attorney. Any of these, make sure that you run by a local in-state attorney or the title company or closing attorney that you work with so that they can make sure that it'll work for your deals. And uh, we'll make sure by the end of the day today that this will be uploaded in the academy under the tools, tools and resources. We'll make sure that it's at wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com, and then just go into the academy. And this will be the post-possession agreement there. And you'll be able to access that and use that if, if you got a deal that you need it right now. So those are the five. Those are the five that are really going to help you out. They really help our business out on a week-to-week basis because it helps to make sure that we can match up what the pain is for the property owner with our offer. If you're interested in joining the most proactive community in real estate investing, it is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about and join this unbelievable community. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. We look forward to working with you. And that's it. I close out this podcast as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.